What's up, Sideline Story family? It's your boy JB, Justin Benson, man, back with another interview episode. Today, I have a special guest on, a, on the show with us, Richard Mo Brown, man. Um, he is the assistant head baseball coach and wide receiver coach at Vicksburg High School, home of the Gators, man, in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Um, welcome to the show today, Rich. How you doing? How you doing, Justin? Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Thank you for just coming on the show and wanting to share your story, bro. Um, so we're going to get it started first, man. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, like you already said, my name is Richard Mo Brown. I go by Mo. I grew up in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, through elementary and middle school, I went to Laurel High School. I transferred from Laurel to Hattiesburg in the 10th grade for baseball purposes. Mm-hmm. And I graduated from uh, Hattiesburg High. First year of college, I played at EMCC, East Mississippi Community College. I played one year there, and after that, I finished out the Jackson State University. Sounds good, man. So growing up, you said, okay, of course you said, man, you transferred for baseball purposes, but growing up, is baseball the only sport you play, bro? No, 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 sir. I played um, basketball and also football. I played basketball up until the ninth grade. Um, but I continued to play all three up until the ninth grade, and I just gave up basketball after that. Okay, sounds good, man. So, what? I guess putting that in perspective, so the ninth grade is when you decided baseball and football was going to be your main two sports to focus on going through, you know, the rest of high school. Right, right, right. Um, I always knew that. Well, baseball, I was always, I was always getting getting the most practice in. Um, I foot, I played football a lot. I played baseball a lot, but I, I really played baseball um, to an extreme level growing up. And I always knew that that, w- that would be what I would um, excel in. Sounds good, man. So um, when did you decide, like, you just said baseball was a sport. So when, I guess, when did you decide that, like, baseball was a sport that you would, you know, pursuing to play college uh, baseball? Uh, I wouldn't say it was really a decision. I started out playing T-ball at four, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I really enjoyed it growing up, and I just never put it down. Uh, I started playing travel ball when I was nine years old on a, um, select, on a select level. It's on a travel level. Uh, I played that for four years, then I got into college tournament tournament travel ball. We were playing mm-hmm. on showcase, uh, at showcase tournaments. So it's like I played football, you know, growing up outside when it was convenient. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't I didn't have as much experience in football as I did in baseball. You know, growing up we didn't have the seven on seven teams they have now. Yeah. Um but if we did it wasn't it wasn't major as major as it is now, so I understand that man. Of course, like I don't know if you know where you grew up is like Huntsville, but like football, like you played football. But you had to just be really serious to really want to go play football all the time. So I understand what you're saying. So as a senior man, you know, playing baseball, football, but baseball being your main sport, how was your recruiting process like for baseball? My recruiting process for, for baseball started in in the 11th grade. I started getting looked at by Grambling State University. Mm. Um. You know, they were, they were looking at me, and it was a showcase I went to after a football game on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And East Mississippi started looking at me. I, I threw a bullpen, East Mississippi started looking at me. That was my senior year. So I decided 
you know, to go to East Mississippi to advance my skills for one year. Well, one or two years, it was I actually decided for two. But I ended up just transferring after my first freshman year mm-hmm. and going on to Jackson State. So did Jackson State recruit you from uh, high school, or it was just out of uh, community college where they, they looked at you? Uh, I grew up, by me being so close to Jackson, I went to a lot of their camps. So, um, you know, I was very familiar with the program. I went to a few games growing up. Mm-hmm. But they started recruit, and, and I also played in, in some showcase tournaments. Yeah, that's how they started recruiting me. I played at a showcase tournament the summer after my freshman year in college at East Mississippi, and um, after a game I had pitched, uh, I was blessed to receive an offer from. Okay. Was it just like boom, let's sign with them, or you you took some uh, some time to see if anybody else was going to recruit you, or it was just. This my this my uh, offer I got. I'm finna sign with it. Um, no, my freshman year at East Mississippi, uh, the opportunities that I needed to get to the next level, they weren't presented, and I was just using the opportunities that I had been blessed with that summer, blessed to receive that summer, mm-hmm. to go ahead and get into a Division One level. Yeah. I understand that. Like, and sometimes at community colleges, they're not going to give you the best, you know, opportunities to, to advance your career or however you want you thought you was going to get. So you got to take what you have and bet on yourself, man, for real. Exactly, exactly. You're right. And I um I love East, East Mississippi. You know, I love the coaches there. I love all my teammates. It was just, it was just you know, when it comes down to college sports mm-hmm. and, and, you know, as an adult, period, as a young as a young man, you have to you have to know those decisions must strictly focus on what's best for you and yep. your life. Best for you in the end, yes sir. I definitely understand that, bro. Man, so just to keep it keep it going a little bit, man. So how was since when you when you got to Jackson State, how was the the transition uh you know, from community college baseball to D one baseball? Because, I mean Jackson State is in the slack. So that's Division One, but how how was that transition for you? Okay, um, the transition was it was pretty smooth. I would say that okay, I was a pitcher only, so mm-hmm. you know, I came in I came in with a lot of game experience growing up, and from and I and, and my baseball IQ at a young level was was just it it was at a at a spot where at a point where it was above average, let me say. Yeah. So that just carried on through high school and it carried on to East Mississippi and I'm just soaking up soaking up more knowledge, soaking up more baseball baseball knowledge. And so when I got to Jackson State, knowing the game, um it was pretty it was pretty easy knowing the game. I knew the game by that by that moment. Yeah. Um, as far as weight wise, weight wise, strength wise, athletic ability wise, by be by me playing football all my life and and getting so accustomed to the weight room, mm-hmm. you know that just made that just I just realized how important that was in high school at a young age. So that never left. Yeah. So when I got to Jackson State, it was just you know it just, it was like a time it was like flowing. Mm-hmm. It was just. 
continuing, a continuation. Yeah. That's good, man, that you just had that mentality to, you know, to work hard all the time and they just kept going with you as you keep going. I see a lot of players, no matter what sport it is, you know, they get to college when they come like a job and they lose the love of it, some of them do. So I'm, I'm glad with you, you kept the mentality, you kept the love for the game and you kept going to work every single day, man. Like, that's a big thing to right, do. Right, right. Exactly. You, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, at a young age, I learned that, you know, quitting, that'll last forever. Yeah. Well, if you start at a young age, if you start quitting at a young age, you will always quit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you start something, and I also figured out, uh, you know, other people will tell you this and this, but it, this this is what I'm going to say. This has to come only from yourself as a person. Like, if you, if you start playing something, if you start doing something extracurricular-wise, you know, do it, do it as best as you can. Do it to your full potential. Yeah. You know, put everything into it because you never know what you can get out of it. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. You for never sure. know what it can lead to. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, people don't dream. Like, people have dreams of being in the NBA, but you never know what you can really do if you apply yourself fully. Like, it's plenty of guys who had the skill but didn't apply themselves fully to keep getting better at it. So, exactly. yeah, you, you definitely got to just play your way and like, play the best way you can play. Exactly. That's that's really the only way. And and and, and uh, one thing I would tell kids today, you know, always focus on your job at hand. Mm-hmm. Whatever the whatever your coach or whatever your trainer is telling you to do at that moment, you know, just focus on that to the best of your ability, and you can never go wrong. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, that's great advice, man. So getting back into you know some of the questions that we have here. Once, once you finished off at Jackson State, what what led you to say like that you wanted to be a coach? Because I mean, me and Zach talked about it on the last uh, episode, the first episode of the season I dropped. But like, you know, everybody who plays sports is not always a great coach. Right, so what, I understand that. What understand led you that. to what led you to you know want to give back and be a coach? Okay, so the story behind me wanting to be a coach it, it goes far back. Um, growing up, my mom, she's been, she's always been a basketball coach. She started off at USM. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there for 10 years. She left there, went to Taylorsville. After Taylorsville, she went to Summerall, and now she's retired still at Lumberton. Um, my dad, he coached me at football and Pee Wee, and he always coached Summer League. Um, he coached Summer League, college ball at USM. He coached softball at a young age, so it's like, Kind of ran in your always, family. <laughs> I always knew. I always knew it was just. It was just always exciting to me. It was just always exciting to just see how they would change. You know, change players' ability, not even on the field, but off the field. Yeah. Kind of. It kind of ran in your family. That's what it sounded like. Everybody was a coach, and you just followed through. With, you know, with, with what was going on in your family. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a, he's a barber. But he, you know, he he always took the time out to be at your, your events and help yeah. you out. Yeah, he always took the time out. Not only myself, but he took the time out to help a lot of kids growing yeah. up. So by me watching that as well, I guess I well no, I don't guess. I know that's that's why I wanted to be take pursue this yeah. career path. And it's great. It's great being coaches. I mean, I'll say this, man. Like young black men, like. It's great to see them being coaches and, and impacting kids' lives every day because of just how hard it is for, you know, black men in the world now and today to even, you know, be considered the same. 
So with us being able to impact right, right. kids' lives all over the world, man, it's it's a blessing for me to see many young, you know, young black men trying to be teachers and coaches and things of that nature. Right. I def I definitely agree with you. When I see it, you know, it it, uh, it puts a big smile on my face, man. That's that's it's just really exciting to to have the ability to change a young kid's life, knowing that they might not have. They might not have everything they, they need or everything they might want in order to be great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's situation at home isn't isn't the greatest, you know. But as a coach, you might can come in and, 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 and change all of that just yeah. by just by off of just being there, showing them that you care, showing them that you you know, you really you 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 want them to be great. Put it like that. By yeah. you showing them that you really want them to be great, you pushing them to the point where where you know that they have Something in them that they might not know, and once it once it all comes out at the end, the product of that's the best part. That's, that's the, the best. That's part definitely the best part, man. Just just being able to see their growth when you, as as you've worked with them over time is is probably the best reward for for me personally. I think it may be the best reward for me, man. Man, that's the same for me. I promise. That's you know. I always said growing up. I never won. I never won a state championship or anything. I never won a swag title. You know, I never got a ring. So I always wanted to try to try to be like the MJ of coaching. I wanted to get as many rings as possible. You know, I wanted to get as many players further than further than where I was. Yeah, and and you know, stuff like that excites me, man. It excites me. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. So, man, with you know, with you being a coach, um, just how is how how is it being able to impact kids lives through coaching like whether it be i guess we kind of talked about it a little bit whether it be just through coaching or even just in life in general how how is it for you you know impacting kids lives every day for me personally impacting kids life it it means everything it means everything just because like i harped on earlier um you never know what a kid is going through you know some some may be going through great situations you know some may not but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you if you can do as much as you can to make that situation as great as possible, you know, they'll forever remember that. You mm-hmm. know, they might go through a lot of experiences in life, a lot of situations in life. But one thing a, a kid will always remember is like that that coach or that teacher or that um just that that mentor, that mentor that was always there for them. Not just telling them what they wanted to hear, but telling them what they need to hear on an everyday basis. Constantly, constantly staying on them. Constantly, you know, showing them that they can be great. Constantly explaining to them how they can be great. You know, and it, and it just plays a part into it. Yeah, for sure. I know. I know. For me, man, down here where I'm coaching at, I'm kind of like a, a big brother to them. You know, I'm not that much older than them. But I'm not, you know, their age. But I'm I'm in the middle of, of the other coaches because other coaches are pretty, you know, older than I am. So I'm I'm 23. You got 16, 17 year old players. So I'm kind of like that big brother figure, the cool right. big brother that they need. So I know that's how it is out here. How how do you how's it with you down there? Um, you know, at, at, I'm 24, and down here, yes, they can, I can relate to the kids very well. Mm-hmm. I can relate to them very well, and they know it's levels. They know it's levels. You have to, you have to, you have to have, have some time 
some mental time, some mental breaks off of whatever you're teaching the kids as far as athletic wise. You know, if it's whatever sport you're doing, you, it has to be sometime you just sit down, sit down and learn the kids. Oh, yeah. Sit down and enjoy, enjoy some special time with the kids, learn them. Have that, have that fun, have that, have them excitable moments. And uh, so it's like they they look up to me. I wouldn't say I would I I wouldn't say they look at me as a as an older brother, you know. Mm. I don't know. I don't you know, I don't know. They might, you know, they look up to me, you know. Yeah. I can say that. And um you know, they, they, they always come to me for for questions, for questions about sports, questions about school, questions about um certain situations in life. Yeah. Cause they know they know that. I'm not just gonna tell them what they want to hear. I, I, they know that I'm gonna I'm give them the response that they need to hear. The response that everyone may not give them at that moment. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Like sometimes you gotta just sit sit down and be real with them because everybody not gonna be there. You know, your yes man. You don't need it. Somebody who's gonna always be a yes man. So I definitely right, understand. Right. I definitely understand where you're coming from, bro. What's some advice, man? I guess we kind of went over this a little bit, but. Just if it's any other different advice that you may have, you know, for somebody who's looking to become a coach. For someone to become a coach, I say go for it. I say go for it. Like I tell people every day, like I I love I love coaching. I love coaching. You know, I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy teaching. But coaching is it's a it's a passion that I never I never would have dreamed would have would have been this great. You know. Yeah. Then it being in my second year, I would I can I, I would stay on the field however long the player needs me to stay. You know, just because it's that fun. Yeah. It's that fun. And I I speak for, for you probably as well as me you know, you love when kids wanna work to get better though. That that's the coach's that's the coach's, you know, dream when when your players wanna stay long and, and work on their game. When when players start to ask you Hey, coach, can you un- open the gym or can you unlock the field? Whatever. That's the coach's, you know, number one dream. That's the coach's number one dream. That's when you know they they, they understand. Mm-hmm. They understand. They start. They're starting to get it. You know, everything you're preaching them, they're starting to understand. They're starting to see. They're starting to develop the skills and the ability and the talents that is go- that's going to take them where they want to be. You know, yeah. the only way the only way they can get where they want to be is consecutive reps, consecutive uh, uh, consecutive moment, times out on the court, on the field. You know, in the gym, doing what they need to do, putting in the work. You know, if you're not putting in the work, you can't succeed. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. You know, one thing I one thing I always say, you know, like you can't you can't eat if you ain't working. You know, you can't eat if you ain't working, and and that's the only way. That's, That's all the way, man. yeah, for if sure. If you want to eat, if you want to, if you want to eat, put in the work, for sure. And it's gonna be a buffet for you. And I and I take that as uh, student athletes, coaches, life in general, man. Like coaches have to be the hard, like to be a coach, you have to be the hardest working coach to be the best that you want to be. Oh yeah, to be a coach, like, cause you want, cause in order to, in order to develop the skills of a child. To the level that that you know, to the highest level possible, you you're going to have to spend that time with them. Yeah. So by you spending that time with them, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be some 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 top, some some moments where you're tired, some moments where you might want to be at home. But at the end of the day, you gotta realize like if they want to put in the work, 
you gotta, you gotta, you. They, they have to know that they coach gonna be there. They have to know that, you know, anytime I, majority of the time or anytime when I hear my coach, up, you know, he can, he can, he can extend, extend the helping hand in order for me to get better. So, yeah, man, for sure. You know, that, that's 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 definitely true, man. It's it's definitely true, man. Just just you know, one more question for you. What is if we like talking to your kids? What's some advice that you give you know high school students on the ones who want to make you know make it to that college level what, what's some advice that you would give them first off some advice i would give high school kids is to start taking the act at a young age start taking the act in middle school you know at every chance you get try to you know save up save up to take the act you know it's always free free waivers out there to take that act or some people take the SAT. Whatever it is you need to get into school, academic-wise, handle that first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always focus on grades first. They say student athletes. That's what you are at a, at a, at a college level. You are a student athlete. Student does not come first for no reason. So that's, that's the first thing I would like to tell students. Take that ACT. Take your grades serious. You never know. You never know. Um, what what routes you what routes you may be able to take if if you start to really t- um, focus in on your academics, you know mm-hmm. you never know you 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 can enjoy some of those classes you can enjoy some of those courses and they can take you far in life. So and the second thing, um, young young, I would like to tell young athletes always be respectful. Always be respectful to to anybody who's trying to help you. That's the that's that's one of the most important things I had to learn growing up. Well, you know, I learned that early, but, you know, I saw it. I saw it growing up. I saw the respectful ways and I saw the disrespectful ways. But, like, I noticed that the teams that succeed the most, the players are very disciplined. The the teams that may not succeed the most, the players may not be as disciplined as that that good team or that team that is above average. You know what I'm saying? I definitely do. Sometimes that can be the the only thing that may take that may take away from a team being great. You know, they may be be good, they may be good, but sometimes just the attitude of the players, you know, not even of the players, of the coaches, of everybody. You know, it it's all one. Yeah. If the sure. attitude is a positive and optimistic and, and optimistic all the time, then you know. It's a better working environment, and when your working environment is good, then it work. Then it runs smooth, and when everything runs smooth, you know, it works. Then you can make it do what sure. it do. Yeah, for sure, man. I think another thing for me, uh, just high school athletes, is just how you how you carry yourself, man. Like in games, you can't have a bad attitude. You can't, right, you know, you can't right. be one of those guys who doesn't care. Like you gotta you gotta have great attitude when you're on the sideline, cheering for your teammates. When you're in the game, right. you know, clapping, cheering them on, like all that stuff adds into when the college coach is coming, you know, to see kids play. If you if you have right. a, a terrible demeanor and will bring the program down, I don't think any college coach is gonna say just because you're skilled, I gotta have you. But if you're not gonna, you know, be the be a guy that can fit in their program, they won't recruit you. I want I want to expand on that with you. Um, um, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that topic up. When if if as a child, well, as a student athlete in high school, middle school, wherever you are, what what whatever age level, 
always know that it's someone out there watching. I always know that someone oh, yes, out there watching. So sure. your attitude is the most, your attitude is the number one thing to always be considerate of. You know, I, I try to tell my players, stay 50-50. You know, never get too hot, never get too cold. Mm-hmm. You know, you never want to show, you never want to show your op- opponents any, you know, any weakness. So, that's, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. And another thing, and uh, another thing, advice-wise, you know, put in, put in lots of work. Put in lots of work. Sometimes you can do small things at home to perfect your craft. You don't always have to um, travel somewhere mm-hmm. to go put in some work. Do small things at home. Yep. You know, and uh, just, just, Try to stay off. Try to stay off social media as much. You know. Try to stay off the phone. Try to stay off technology. Do it. Do it. As, do it for academic purposes. I would. I would. I would love that. I would never say no to that. Mm-hmm. But as far as just, just be considerate of your time. If you want to be great, you know, it's gonna take time. And 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 if your time is being taken up by stuff that isn't isn't of value, then how can you be great? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. For sure, man. I, I I definitely love what you're saying, bro. It's it's really just a matter of the the more work you can put in, the more work is gonna come out of it. You're gonna right, see exactly. you're gonna see the the progression in your game as you're putting in the work, and that's that's the big thing, man. You, I, I guess I can say it every every day, man. You, I, you don't see I'm sorry you know. I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, you good, bro? You good, bro? I also want to say the same time that you put in for whatever sports you're playing, put in that same time for those books. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, put for sure. Put in that same time for your academics. Yeah. You know, because like I say, sports sports can only lead you so far. Everyone in the world is not going to be drafted. Everyone in the world is not going to go to the NBA. Everyone in the world is not going to go to the NFL or the MLB or whatever sport you're playing, you know? For sure. You, you, as, a, as, a, as a young adult in high school, you know, even in middle school, you have to come to realization of that. So mm-hmm. at one point, you have to make academics and then a, a, a main focus in your life. And when Definitely. you do that, when you do that, then you won't have to worry. You won't have to stress. You that won't have to be the only way out. So you know what I'm saying? For sure. You as as a as a young adult, if you take education serious, then the sky's the limit. I always know that. Always, man. That's that's definitely a great point, man. The sky is definitely the limit. If you get if you got education, you can go anywhere you need to, bro. For real. Exactly, exactly. Yes, sir. Well, man, Rich, I appreciate you getting on the show, man. Thank you again for coming on the show, telling your story, bro. Just you know, giving some advice and insightful uh, thoughts to you know young people who may be listening to the podcast. Again, I do appreciate it, bro. Man, I, I I really appreciate you. I, I would do this any day, any 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 time of the week. You know, it's it's. I just love. I just love giving young kids the um opportunity. You know, the opportunity that they might not have that they yeah. that they might not have been able to have. For sure, man. I just, yeah. And I, I I'm I hope you know by people listening to the podcast I've had in the past and and yours today that you know they just. Take it and, and use it to, you know, hopefully impact their lives so that they will see, you know, that what they need to do to be a great athlete or just be a great individual altogether, man. Right, right. For sure. Hopefully, and, and, and the more, and um and that's another thing about coaching, the more they know you're around, the more they know, the more that they know that 
coach so and so, he's going to be he's going to be this way. He's going to be here every day. He's mm-hmm. going to be on time. If you set the example that you teach, that therefore you will get the outcome that you want. You feel me? You will get the product that you're trying to to receive. Yes, sir. For sure, man. For sure. But man, yeah, um, we gonna you know cut it off right here, man. Again, thank you, brother, so much for for you know getting on the podcast. I really appreciate you know you getting on the podcast, man. Anytime, anytime, my guy. Thank you, thank no you. Problem, man. Well, my guy, for it for the uh, end of it, man. This is the sideline story. You got any last words? Um, no, sir. I appreciate you. You have a great day, my guy. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate it. And for that, man, Sideline Story family, we have come to the end of the episode four. I appreciate y'all. Much love. Peace.